Doug Shepherd today. He's going to bring the word here in a little bit. Amen. How we met, amen, I believe was a divine appointment. Amen. We was at a little fellowship dinner over at Eric and Mavis Horn's place. And amen. When I met this brother, amen, I, my spirit just bore witness with him. Amen. He got up, amen, and he began to say what God laid on his heart. Amen. And it just, it moved me. Amen. 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 I, I didn't say this, amen, but I had something the Lord laid on my heart, amen. I was like, I didn't know if I was going to get to say it or not. Amen. When this brother got up there, amen, he said everything I ever thought. And uh, when somebody's real, amen, your spirit will tell you he's real, amen. So he's going to obey the Lord this morning and bring the word, and we're excited to hear what he's got to say. Amen. 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 So make him welcome. Amen. 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 Praise that holy name. I tell you, it's good to be in the house of God this morning. I don't know if I want to need this microphone or not. My wife says I got a loud voice, but I'm like everybody else. If I turn 50, that old, the old uh, allergies kind of jumped on board, but. You know, I can look down today and say, well, I just can't hardly, can't hardly speak today. But I can come into the house of the Lord and say, I've got a voice. I'm not going to back down from it. If I have to whisper the word, the Lord brought us this way. And I want to tell the Brother Scott and Sister Michelle, we love and appreciate them, appreciate this opportunity to be in the house of God. It's always an honor to stand behind this holy podium. Amen. And I tell you one thing, I don't take it lightly. Because this is a very special place to me. And I used to stand over to the side because I didn't know that, well, I did know that maybe everything was just so. And I'd get up in church and sing a song. And I couldn't just stand behind that podium, brother, because this is a holy appointment. Amen. But you know, it ain't just behind this podium that it's a holy appointment. It's when we walk through the doors of that house right there. This is the temple of God. I didn't come with no watch on today. If you need to excuse yourself, you go ahead. I don't know, we usually preach about three and a half hours. Preach. I'm just glad and not listen to the Lord leads. But I'm going to tell you, I come to obey the Lord. I come to see what God wants to do. But I can tell you something, I've learned to love this brother. When we were in church, we all a couple of Sundays ago, that brother touched my soul. And I've still been feeding off that message. And I told Wendy, I said, I want to go back here to man again. And we're going to come back and hear him again. Amen. Friday night was over New Beginnings. The ones that know that, the brother brought the... And he, he he struggled. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord just marched him right on through. The word of God, he said it cut to the very marrow of your bones. You know, there were some times I told him after service, I said, brother, I couldn't amen everything he said. I had to say, oh me, God, that's me. We can be honest before the Lord. The Lord will do miraculous things in our life today. Uh, there's a few in the house I want to welcome today. Uh, Sister Linda, we've met her. I know her family for since last summer, met them and Sister Linda's going, you don't mind me. Sister Linda's going in for surgery next week. Sister Linda was in a very horrific car accident several years ago. And it's amazing to me by the story and the testimony she spoke that she's even walking. She's walking on crutches. And I'm going to tell you, that little fella right behind her, Brother Robbie Smith, that's my mentor. I'm older than he is, but he's more knowledgeable God. And you've never heard that brother preach. Well, ago was just a little appetizer. That brother can break the word. Not lifting him up, but obedience in God. Amen. We've got to be obedient. You know, we don't know what's sitting on these seats here today. We'll just turn loose and let God. Amen. That's how the walls of these doors of this church and this temple 
if we'll just pretend, and not even pretend, but we're going to use that word, we'll just pretend that we're in church. Everywhere we go in our workplace, when we go to Walmart, Kmart, wherever else you want to go and shop, brother, we'll just be the same person we are in here, out there, because that out there is where it matters the most. God's needing some warriors. He's needing some people that's not scared. we got to have some people like this brother right here that will stand and shout the victory and wave the banner, praise God. And I appreciate the brother. I tell, I tell you, my spirit bears witness with yours, brother. We, we had a very close fondness with him and Miss Michelle. And I, I'm going to be back because I like to hear the brother preach. Amen. You know, I don't have no inch to preach. I can sit over and listen to a man of God preach all day. And if you don't get up and preach a word, I'm going to have to excuse myself. Because right. it gets kind of bored in the house of God when God's not welcome and referenced in his holy That's temple. Right. I'm going to ask him a few minutes to stand. But right now I'm going to read a, a, a scripture that come to my heart while I'm sitting over there. And I want to introduce uh, Brittany. That's Linda's daughter and her two precious daughters. This is my nephew, Tiny. His name is Greg. His wife, Tracy. My wife, Wendy. And all of the home folks today. But you know, all of us here makes up the body of Christ this year. But I want us to stand to our feet. And let's welcome the man that we come to text to stand. I think that's very important because if we can't stand in reference to the Lord, especially in his house, yeah. I know that Sister Linda's on a crutch and that she don't feel it. if you're, God knows your heart, I don't know yeah. your heart but God does. But this is very familiar scripture when I was sitting over there while the brother was doing the Sunday school lesson and the Lord laid this on my heart to read up front. It's Psalms 100 and pretty much we had to learn this when I was in the 8th grade English class as a, as a uh, class assignment if you will. Praise God, now they don't even go and raise the flag no more because they're not a they're not a proud of where they live. Amen. They don't reference the Lord no more. They don't say the Lord's Prayer or anything Amen. else to teach our children. That's how far our government has allowed it. Compress all the air out of the saint of God's wind so that we can't do the things that God has commanded us to do. And I did say command. We are servants. When you come to the Lord and you bow before God and you give your sins to the Lord, he bought and paid for each Amen. one of us. Now, that's not a slave, friend. That's a servant. That's the difference in that. A servant is willing to serve his master. A slave is whipped. You know, sometimes that word of God, brother, like it was Friday night, kind of whipped you a little bit. It let me know that, hey, I ain't got everything just where I need it. And I, and I, I thank God for that. You know, I come to this church. I told Brother Scott, I don't want to use a lot of time. Come to this church when I was 12 years old. That's a lot of years ago. I remember the road when we came down. This church was so full. There was people sat on the outside of this church. Amen. All of these windows was raised. I don't know the man of God that was preaching the revival, but I'm going to tell you. Man, that man was letting the oh, mock fly. He was letting, I'm talking about, he was telling the good news. Amen. And I got a whipping that day for my daddy doing something wrong. We come over here in a country square station wagon with no hubcaps. I hated that car. I had to sit in the very, very back. And I got on a whip. But that particular night, I sat behind that evening. I sat behind Dad. And, and I don't know what he whipped me for. But I was coming by this pasture land. I told my wife, I said, there's going to be a big body of pasture land on the left. They, I think they built some chicken houses and a, 
in another house. I don't remember that house being there. But I was looking out, and all of those cows was across that was across that uh, pasture land. Beautiful setting. Daddy said, "Right there, son, isn't that beautiful?" Now my daddy just whipped me that day, and he's you know he's the commander in chief in our house was. So whatever daddy said, whether you was mad at him or not, if you had any sense, you'd listen to him like E.F. Hutton, but you'd obey him like you're supposed to. And I said, yes, sir, it is. I didn't want to talk to that man. He just with me. But you know, he told me something else. He said, son, he said, if that tasty freeze over there is open when we get out of church, we're going to stop by and we're going to get us an ice cream. All of a sudden it became my best friend all over again. Why did the word of God tell us that we got to return as a child Amen. before we can enter into the kingdom of heaven? A child can forgive 15 minutes after you've whipped him. I don't want to whip my kids. The Word of God tells us to. Amen. That child will grow up and yearn to love you. My daddy's been gone 10 years, my mother 11, and I miss them so much. But I honor their presence. Even though they're going on to glory, I still honor them. Because I want people to say, let that Arvel and Gene Shepherd son. Yeah, that's him. Because see, what I do reflects to my mom and my dad. What I do in this book reflects to my father. Amen. We should have that yearning to live on the outside of these walls of this church every day. Amen. To reflect that kind of that kind of personality, if you will. To know that, that that man there, I don't know who he is. That woman, I don't know who they are. They're a child of God. It should seal upon us. It's not only it's not only in the look, friend. It's not only in the look. You can have overalls on. I appreciate this brother coming in with overalls. I like wearing overalls. I need to get me another pair. Amen. But I can tell you one thing. As long as you come into the house of the Lord and you're dressed decent and appropriate, and I'm all for that. Amen. I'm all for decent and appropriate now. Amen. But it ain't a three-piece suit necessarily. Right. Come on, we can come in in our blue jeans. Amen. But as long as we dress our bodies accordingly, not only in the temple, but especially in the temple, Amen. to reference our holy master. Amen. But I want to read today Psalms 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Yes. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Boy, that's a big one. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. People, that's the true word of God. We're a blessed people to be at the house of God this morning. It's a blessing to be at Fairview this morning. I feel welcome here. I feel loved here. And I like to go where I'm welcome. And I like to go where I feel like I'm loved. Because if I don't feel loved, bro, I won't be going back. I don't dibble dabble in the mud hole. But sometimes we have to get through the mud hole to get to the dry land. I do and go where the Lord will direct me to go. Some places we're not real happy about it. The brother of the night, you could tell. He just Amen. looked at it. The brother struggled and he struggled. He didn't just read the text and get up and said, all right, I got this. That brother studied. I guarantee you, that brother got on his knees. Amen. He showed even after the message when he delivered the word. But tonight, this morning, if you will, turn. Uh, we're gonna. I don't really title messages. Y'all don't get scared because I got a note. I make them out and I tell my wife. I don't know why I make a note out because I don't never look at them. Sometimes I, I put a scripture on there for a thought. It ties in with the message. Amen. However God wants this to go, that's how it'll go. Amen. He's the boss. I'm the follower. I, I like what you said the other night. Friend, I'm not the preacher. He's the preacher. He's Amen. the teacher. He's the healer. He's the redeemer. Amen. I'm just a vessel that Amen. wants to do his will. We're going to turn to chapter 6 and read now the verse uh, number 5. 
Genesis chapter 6, verse uh, 5. Genesis 6, verse 5. Thank you, Philip. I think you said that, brother. Somebody said that the other night. That just comes to me when I said, oh, Brother Brian. Uh, Ryan I'm talking about. His wife helped him or something. He said, thank you, help me. God knows what he's doing. Amen. Amen. Everybody there? Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord. I want us to look at that. He didn't say God repented. God don't have to repent. Amen. He said it repented. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy a man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come this way, God, we come for one reason and one reason only, God, to be obedient to your word. God, to be with our brothers and our sisters today and love one another as you have commanded us to do, God. God, we come today, God, wanting to know what you want to send to us. God, through words and the foolishness of preaching you said in your word. God, I got my mind open. I got my heart open. My hands, God, reached out to you, God. I want you to lead guide me today, God. And I pray, God, if there's a soul in this house today, God, that doesn't know your precious love, I pray, God, that today be written down in the books their name, God. And I pray, God, if there be any sick among us, God, that they come and let the elders of the church pray for them, God, that they may be healed. And all these things we ask in your holy son's name. Amen. Amen. Today I want to say a few things, and I don't title messages all the time, but I uh, the Lord gave me this message on Monday of last week. We knew by the forecast that was going around on the TV and the radios that we had a storm coming. We needed to prepare. And, you know, back in the olden days, they just had to look for the signs of the time. But we got technology. Technology is good in a lot of ways. But, friend, technology is bad in a lot of ways. In 1999 or whenever, I think, no, that was 1990, was before then, when they opened up the WWW to us, that opened up the gates of hell. Amen. It unleashed upon God's land. And a lot of sin is even today. This caused pastors to backslide. It's called husbands to cheat on their wives. Their wives to cheat on their husbands and their kids. To see things on the WWW. I'm not talking about world wrestling either. I'm talking about the internet. Amen. I'm not against the internet as long as you know how to use it. I have to use it. When I use it, i got to go to a site that's pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. Even in the privacy of my own home. But God's going to pour out wrath. And the title of the message is the wrath of God. Amen. David says, well, there is no... God is a loving God. He's a just God. Yes, He is. He is. God tells us in His Word. He's loving. He's caring. He, he loves us so much we can't even imagine it, brother. But I can tell you one thing. For the disobedient, just wrath will come. Judgment will fall upon America. You know why judgment will fall on America, brother? Because the streets of Goshen was gushing with the blood of the little children. And today we fund. We got a man in the White House. I don't care if you voted for him or not. If you do, you need to pray this morning. This ain't about a republic or a Democrat. This is about a person that will stand. And when he is given the power and the just power to render things, he goes into office and the first thing he does, he don't even know what he's saying. Or sign, he gets up in the morning, he's got his pajamas on. He can't remember if he went to bed or he's getting up. Right. And it was five minutes ago. 
But when you do it, God gives you the power to do this and to do that. And you take that power and you cause his precious people to suffer for that. You'll pay a dear price for that, friend, if you don't repent. And I'm going to say, brother, I'm not a mean preacher. But I'm going to say what's on my heart. And I'm going to tell you this, too. There's some things going to come out about this message right here. And it may affect every person, every family in this. In this, I know it affects mine. And when, you, when I say it in a minute, you know what I'm talking about. God does not hate a sinner. His son died for him. God hates the sin in the sinner. You know, when we go out in the world, we see a lot of things that we didn't see when I was a little young lad coming to this church. Some of the things that I seen then, you would have never thought about it then. Sin is sin. And you got to call it sin if it is sin. If you don't, you're sinning. Amen. This brother's got to get up, and I believe he does it every time he gets behind this pulpit. You know why? Because I seen when the preacher man come on board the other night. Amen. And I also seen when the preacher man kind of eased out. Amen. Come back to Brother Scott. Amen. But you know what we got to do is say things. And that little brother right there, when he gets up, I promise you this. He'll say, no, sir, no, ma'am. He don't care if you like it or not. If you don't. I'd like, brother, a man of God, get up and preach me the word of God. Give me the opportunity to bow before an almighty God and ask for forgiveness of my sins. Then to die and go to a devil's hell, stand before him and judge and he'll say, depart from me. Friend, I don't know who we're trying to fool. We're trying, the devil's fooled a lot of us. He's fooled me. I'm not giving him no credit. He's fooled me in my time. But the only way that this word of God, the only way, God, God didn't need us. God didn't have to create us. God wanted somebody, somebody to love him. Right. Just to recognize him. God. How many of us, you know, it talks about the first fruits of our increase. This hit me, slapped me right in the side of the mouth. I get up at 3.45 and I leave the house about 5, uh, 4.15, 4.20 because I clock in at 5. And I was turning off the road I live on onto another pavement to go to my place of work. And I have a cup of coffee and I have one of them little breakfast drinks. I call it an appetizer. It's supposed to be a meal drink, but I drink it because it's good. And then I eat breakfast when I get on the road. But I turned on, I flipped on, I got a news feed on the WWW, and I hit it. And I was listening to what happened from when I went to bed last night till I got up this morning. And the Lord spoke to me just as plain as day. He said, well, God ain't never spoke to me. If he ain't never spoke to you, friend, might as well come on down here and just start this thing off right. God speaks to his creation. He spoke to Abraham through the clouds. He spoke to Saul when he struck him off the, the horse and then changed his name to Paul. Jesus spoke to him and he knew his voice. What did he say about the sheep of his pasture? He said, they'll know his voice. If God don't speak to you, friend, that means that the devil's the only one's talking to you. You hear his voice because you know how I know that? When I turn on the TV or the news feed, I hear things of 14-year-old boy slaughtered his mama and his daddy. Killed all of his family. Then he gets on TV. And they love that. I think that devil just uses that media for all the wrong reasons. It blows them up larger in life. They're movie stars. Oh, this man here, he killed all of his family. And I look at him. He's sitting over there and don't have no remorse. It hurt my feelings to hear of somebody being killed there was a family that I know was killed by a grandson. Slit her throat. He's in prison today. They were a fine couple too. I guarantee you that. A fine couple. But I'll tell you this today. The wrath of God, friend, has not even got here yet. You know, we look around. He said there'll be earthquakes in different places. 
But in Noah, it took about 120 years for this old man to go around and to preach and to teach and to tell all the people that were making mockery of him. They were laughing and called him probably a senile old man. There's no rain ever come to these lands, and you're going to build a big old ark? I read last night the dimensions of it. I think it's like the, the length and a half of a football field and the height of a four-story building. Now, that's not a canoe, friend. That's, that's a big old boat. Now, when they built that, when he built that, I don't even know that he had blueprints because they probably didn't have pencils. But I'm sure he made some kind of mark somewhere, and God told him exactly what to build, how to build it, and what to use to build it. Because he knew it had a great thing ahead of him, and it would have to withstand the storms that was coming. You know, back in Noah's day, there was two. There was two great floods. I don't remember but one. There was a flood of evil and destruction and sinful nature that was roaming the land. That was the first flood. The world was flooded with it. And God looked upon His creation, and if we read a while ago, God said, "I've got, I've got to, I got to do away with everything." He made a way of escape for every person upon the earth, even the animals, one of each. How many people today can tell me right now, right off the top of your head, how many people would survive that flood? Eight people. Noah, his wife, their three sons, and their three wives. All of these people, I don't know how many people were there. There was a lot of people there. But all of these people were there, and they heard the preaching just like we do today. We have the ability, I did this morning, I didn't get permission from nobody to get him a wife's car and just ride over to Fairview. I didn't ask nobody, brother. I just got in my car and came. But I'm going to tell you one thing, friend. It's going to come a day, and you mark it down. This is not prophecy. This is just something I know is going to come to pass because I read it over here in Revelation. And we know this word of God cannot lie. Amen. But I've read it and I'm seeing it. And if you're looking with spiritual eyes, you're seeing it today. Amen. There'll come a day that you'll have to go through a four-way or a <laughs> checkpoint, if you will, to even work. Where are you going, sir? What's your nature there? I don't know where all they're going to ask us. But we're coming to that kind of a world when God has let us lap in the luxury of what we've done. Amen. You know, we work all of our lives to build a home and have a retirement money in the bank. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what we should do. Amen. Prepare for the future. But friend, if we don't prepare God first and then all that Amen. next, Amen. all of that's going to perish. Amen. Because it could be, if we're not careful, not real careful, if we get kind of, uh, I'll call you in a minute, God. I'll talk to you about it in a minute. I'm busy right now. I got, I'm busy making this money for my future. Sometimes we can get that lust of the eye. Amen. We can find the lust of life for the, uh, the lust of life. Of worldly things that we see. Amen. And if we're not careful, that'll overpower the Spirit of God. Because right. it's a spiritual warfare going on right now for our souls. The devil is fighting the Lord, and the Lord is fighting the devil. But you know what? We all know who's going to win. Victory is from the people of God, victory is in His Word. And that reminds me of the time when Noah was one on Mount Sinai, went up to get the tablets of God. To be printed, to give to us, that we share today and read, and hopefully live by. But all of those people, well, where's, where Noah? I mean, where did Moses go? Man, he might have went up on the mountain and died. He is an old man. He might have went up there and got lost. He's seen now. They don't tell the world all kind of stuff they said. But they wouldn't worry too much about Ooh, it. They were worried more about of all the great things that God had done. Open up the Red Sea and all of the miracles he's seen in Egypt. But they just in a few days. They lost their sight, brother. Amen. They lost their will. Yeah. 
Let's build us a golden calf. What did Moses say when he come down and he's seen all of that? I'm going to tell you. I don't know about you, but I think I'd probably been like little Moses. I'd been upset. If I'd have went and I was kind of in charge like he was, God was leading him as he lead, led God's people. And he comes down and see all of this sin and this hypocrisy and this idolism and everything that's come that they worship and build a golden calf instead of recognizing the man that brought him out of bondage. That's where we're at today. That's what happened on 9-11. We'll never forget. The t-shirts and the towers, we'll never forget. People, three weeks later, we were asleep again. A lot of us were asleep again. That's how it is in the church world today. It is not what we think. God is not interested in what you think or I think. God made this world. He made us. We are his servants. Whatever the Lord lays in front of us, that's what he wants. But the wrath of God will fall upon the United States if it does not repent. You can write that down in your little Bible. You can write it in your notebook. You can put it on your messenger or wherever you want to do it. It's in the book. And if we don't do it, the wrath of God is going to fall on our heads. He said it'll rain on the just and the unjust. But praise God, it said, well, it ain't right and fair that it rain on us. Because we're doing what we're supposed to do. He says, when you do everything that you know to do, just stand still. Right. You know, I'm going to tell you this. I'm 54 years old. I love my wife and our four children and two grandchildren. Just like you have children and grandchildren. Yeah. If you don't love them, well, we need to pray. Because that's part of God's that's part of God's lineage. That's, right. that's part of our inheritance. That's part of his lineage. Amen. we got to love our children. If we love our children, we'll teach our children about this man, Jesus. Yeah. We won't hide this precious word from them. Thinking that we're sparing them from something. We are sparing them from something. From a devil's hell. That's what we're sparing them from. we got to lead and guide them in the way of all truth. Amen. So after all this had happened, then the flood came. Why did Noah, when he got on, got to make sure he was looking, making sure everybody was on? Now, I promise you, for the man to obey the Lord, just out there by himself, people called him stupid, senile. Hadn't rained in 120 years. They built an ark, worked and labored every day. But he still had compassion after 120 years. Friend, there's people that goes out of the, out of the doors of the house of God today that'll bypass their neighbor and won't even throw their hand up just because of a little bit of a mess up or whatever. God says, go to your brother. Go to your brother. Go to your sister. They don't hear you. Go back and get another witness. If we'll do what the word says, it'll all work out for you. Amen. But I'm going to tell you this. If we got Jesus in our heart, we got love. Amen. Amen. No matter what that person has done, that person, you can forgive that person. And if that person still won't forgive you, what does he say do? Take that sandals off. Amen, sister. She reads the word of God. Amen. Dust that off your feet and walk a different way. Get up and go a different way. You've done what the Lord's asked you to do. After, after he come and the rain, I, I guess in, for 40 days and 40 nights, brother, to raise that big ark up off of that ground and to cover a dry earth where I've seen rain for 120 years plus, that rain must have come down probably a whole lot more than what it came down this Amen. time. Amen. It probably come down in bucket fulls on top of bucket fulls. Probably wouldn't. I don't know that. I'm just saying. But as soon as that rain came, Noah was at the door and he was wanting all of those people because Noah loved those people. Because he had Jesus in his heart. He loved those people, had compassion for them. God, I, I don't know if God told him or just moved him out of the way. But 
no one would have left that door open and everyone out there would come on. And the plan of God would have not succeeded. We will not succeed in this life if we don't open up this book in our heart to Christ. You look around and you say, well, that person over there's lived for God all of their lives. Look at all the bad that's come upon them. Look at Job, a perfect and upright man before the Lord. Look what come. If he knows he can trust us, friend, he'll use us Amen. for his honor Amen. and his glory. We're not to question the direction. If we know we've done everything right before the Lord, if we know that in our hearts, we're supposed to examine ourselves every day. If we'll be honest with ourselves first and then to God, like I said earlier, then we can be true to a living God and God should work in our lives. Amen. And all of the things, the miraculous things that happened in the Old Testament, you know, we as, we as people lean to the used to's. How many times have you ever heard, well, God used to move like that. Well, I've seen God raise the dead. I've I seen God heal the sick. i even seen God restore blindness to a child. I've seen some of those. I know God's able. And I know what God told this young lady right here last July. In prophecy and the Holy Ghost of Heaven. If you don't believe in those two, it's in the book. If Amen. you can't believe that, you can't believe in God. Because that's His Word. Word, man. I know what the Word, I'll say it now so you can see it later. This woman, I don't know the, the struggles that this woman has other than what she's told me. We all have struggles. She's got rods in her leg. And those rods have caused an infection in her leg. She's going to have surgery this upcoming week. And I'm, I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad everybody's Amen. here. Because I, brother, I'm looking. I'm looking for God to move before we start this. I want to see. God is not a used to God. We are a used to people. God is the same today as he was yesterday. God will do everything he said he would do. But if we don't believe him, he won't. He don't have to do nothing. He uses us to do his miracle. Well, I can't do that. No, you can't. Without God, I can't do this. Brother Scott can't do this. The brother that teaches Sunday school can't do this. This God is in it and moving. If somebody had told me I'd have been up here years ago, I'd have laughed at you. You're right. But I'm going to tell you, brother, it's an honor to stand right here. It's just like a different world right here for me. And when I get back there and my knees will be bumping and shaking, when I get here, it's just like calm and peace. I love being here. Do I have an inch to preach? No, sir, I don't. The word warns us of that. Because we'll get an inch to preach, we're not going to say, maybe they'll give me a designated parking spot on the outside. Or maybe they'll give me all of their checks at the end of the month. There ain't nothing wrong with a sign parking place for the pastor. He is the pastor, the shepherd under the Amen. shepherd. We should admonish him. Amen. We should never lift a man up so high. You know what will happen to him? You'll cause that man to fall. Amen. He's just a man, just like Amen. I am. He is the man of God. And I love and appreciate you, brother. I do. But if we lift that brother up too high, we're causing that brother harm. We'll Amen. cause that brother to fall. Amen. That's going to be on us. After the flood, when the flood came, they were beaten on the side. All of a sudden, Noah wouldn't have seen a man Amen. that followed the leadership of God Amen. when nobody else even entrusted himself. I'm sure his family, I'm sure his sons, me being a son of my daddy, I'm sure they questioned him. Daddy, there's, it's never rained. It don't matter, son. God said it. We got to wait on God. We have to wait 120 years? Probably not. I don't know too many people that live nowadays 120 years. But we've got to wait, whether it's a week, a month, a year, 10 years. 
But if God said it like he told you Amen. last July, sister, he'll perform it. Amen. But we got a part to play in that. And I'm going to tell you exactly what the Holy Ghost and the prophecy told this young woman right here last July. She went to a doctor. She went to two of them, actually. And both of them. It's quick and easy. Well, we'll just take your leg off. Man. Somebody tells me that, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to go somewhere else and get a second opinion. Probably a third or a fourth. Amen. She called me one day. I was getting a fish on I-20. She called me. She's crying. She said, will you believe with me? Will you believe with me that I can get healing from my body? Amen. That my leg, I don't have to take my leg off. I raised my hand right there on the bridge at Target, whatever that Oxford comments. Raised my hand to God and began to pray. Nothing in me. Amen. The sister, when the sister or the brother calls you, we gotta be on, we gotta be on duty 24-7. If a brother and sister is hurting somewhere, we've got to be there for them. We've got to offer Christ to them to a lost and dying soul. And I said, I believe with you, sister. And I tears rolled from it. I never doubted even to this day. Amen. And I still don't doubt it. I know he's going to perform what he said he's going to Amen. perform. Amen. She's going to go in the hospital next week. They're going to take the, all these rods that's in her leg. They're going to take them out. And they're going to scrape her bone and get all the infection out. And he said, well, wait a minute. Now, if God said he's going to heal her, why has God got to do, why, why, why has she got to go over and have this surgery done? Go through all of this pain. There it goes. There it goes. The advisors of God again. Amen. Why, God, you got to do this? God don't have to do that. If God spoke it, and He has, right. He healed my mother. He healed my shoulder. Amen. I tore my rotor cut. I was a single daddy raising two infant children, and I said, God, I cannot miss six weeks of work. I cannot miss six weeks of work. This woman right here has got I, one thing I'd say about her. She's got faith. Amen. Not building her up, but I've seen it. And over a year's time, I've seen it. I'm telling you this because it's prophecy. Amen. And there's true prophets and there's prophecy that right. comes to people that just gets up and runs their mouth. Yeah, I do this. I write things down. Amen. Prophecy was gave to me, given to me and my wife last February. Uh, not this year, but last year. The man of God that I was speaking to on the phone, I hadn't seen him in probably 14, 15 years. He didn't know nothing what was going on in my life. He told me, he says, brother, write this down. Now, when you write it down, brother, that's evidence. Amen. That was standing in a court of law, I guess. I don't know what stands in our courts these days. That was standing in a court of law, but you can say, brother, I wrote it down just like you said. Amen. He said, this right here will take place in three weeks. God only knew what kind of time frame me and my wife was on. Three things he told us. I wrote them down. I got the paper at the house. And show it to you today. I wrote the date and the time he told me. Within four days, two of them already came to pass. Amen. Exactly, just like he said. Amen. And the third one is still ongoing today. Amen. Now that's God. Amen. That's God. Amen. Just like Amen. that, brother, it's the same God we're used to see. The Holy Ghost spoke to her, prophecy spoke to her, and he told her, You will be my spokesman. You will show the doctors of my great wonders Amen. and all the people that know her. Amen. That's why we suffer. Amen. So everybody can see Amen. what God himself has right. done. Right. No doctor's going to do this. Amen. I know we need doctors. I'm not against doctors. Amen. If I get sick enough, I'll go. But I go to the chief physician first. Amen. That's that part of that first increase. When I turned on that road, I thought I forgot my place. When I turned on that road the other morning, the Lord spoke to me and said, 
Why do you look at current events and the phone, the stuff that goes through that happened since last night, when you could pray to me first? Brother, I'm going to tell you now. I was in that truck by myself for about 35 minutes. I cried. Amen. I'm not ashamed to cry. Amen. You call me a wimp if you want to. I was going to say, you call my son a wimp because he was crying to me. I don't care if you. I cry wherever I want to cry. Amen. I love to cry. I love. You know why? It makes that heart soft. It makes us mushy. And God can take that old hard, old hardened heart. But I tell you this, from that day to this day, when I go to work, God and I have a talk every morning. Every morning. And then I look at the current event. And then I finish my coffee. Most of the time my coffee gets cold. But I can tell you this. If we do things, and the, the devil, I say a prayer every morning. And I'll say it this morning, because I've not said that prayer this morning. On the way to work, I say, I pray this one prayer. And the devil had enough nerve to tell me. He said, you're just saying something that you've rehearsed. Yeah. No, I didn't rehearse it. I just don't want to forget nothing. Amen. If there's a scripture God gave me the other night, I want to write it down. Nine times, how many times have I looked at that sheet, brother? I probably won't look at it. But I got some verses on there that the Lord laid on my heart, but I believe the Lord will bring it back to my remembrance. And sometimes I ask my wife, like my mother used to do, I'll come in the living room, I said, honey, what I come in here for? Any of y'all do that? I said, I don't know, I'll go back in there, maybe I'll forget it. So sometimes I'm a little forgetful, but when you do this right here, or you do anything for the Lord, you want to do your very best. You don't want to forget, no detail. You want everything to be pumped and primed. Because I'm not here for myself, friend. I'm here for Him. I'm hearing the same word that's coming out of my mouth, like you are. And I'm required to live it, just like you are. And as long as I stay in the books, and I say this often, as long as I stay in between those two covers, I'll be okay. Yeah, but when I start giving you my thoughts and what I think, there we go again, the advisors of God. God don't need advisors, friends. He needs servants. Amen. They beat on the side of that ark, dearie, wanting their dear breath of life to stay within them because they've seen destruction coming. Amen. It's too late, friend. God moved Noah. God shut that door because he knew Noah would let every one of them on. And the plan of Bible never took an effect. Another set of scriptures that I want to read to you is over in Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 30. Luke chapter 17, 26 through 30. The word of God reads, And it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the floods came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, and it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Friends, God is a God that will do things yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changeth not. Whatever God said, you can plant it in your mind and in your heart. Especially in your heart. Put it there. Because it will never change. He's not like us. God's not like His creation. 120 years of Him, Noah, preaching and preaching and preaching. And they forgot. 
Our towers fell. We forgot. If we're not careful, we don't read this word. We'll forget. Amen. God wants us to remember. He said to hide it in your heart. And that way nobody can take it from you. But in Lot, we know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Two evil cities. Two lustful cities that stunk in the nostrils of God. Amen. And that's Sodomy. We have it today rented. We have movie stars. We have politicians. And as I heard it said recently, just the common folk. I didn't know God had different people. Brother, I'm just as good as any president that ever walked. I'm just as good as any governor that ever served. You are just as good as anybody because we're all created equal. God don't show respect to persons. We do. Amen. Oh, what would happen today if, um, let's say, uh, Donald Trump, Nick Saban, I don't know too many other coaches. What would happen today in any church across this land? If they knocked on the door or just walked in. What would we do? Be honest. God loves honesty. Yes, sir. We'd walk to them. Hey, come right here. You have us, Mr. Saban. You sit right here. Why, why do we do that? It's human nature. It's not the nature of God. It's all right to respect somebody. It's, it's all right to lift them a little because they're in a place of authority. Both of these men are great men of God. I believe Donald Trump is a little David. That's me. I can't show you the word of God. I believe he's a little David. Y'all might hate him. He didn't do everything perfect, but I guarantee you one thing. He done what this book right here said. Yeah, right. He, put, he put Jerusalem as the capital city of Israel, which has been, been on the plot for every the plan of every president. I can't tell you how many presidents have went through that office. Yes, sir, we'll do that. We've got to have that evangelical. I can't hardly say that word. Evangelical vote. We're going to do that. They get in there and you never hear it mentioned again. That person's a liar. He knew when he went in there, he wasn't going to do that. But the man kept his promise. Took me $38 to fill my truck up when Mr. Trump was in office. Took me 63 for the same gasoline yesterday. He's making it harder and harder. You know what they're trying to do when they want to send you a $1,400 check in the mail? Was it? Exactly right. They want to get you in a routine, just like the devil wants to get you in a routine. God don't want you in a routine. God wants you to be about and say, God, what's next? I'm on my way now. What's next? Leave before he even give you the command. I'm about your business, God. God is not a routine God. But we go. Just like in Lot. Lot probably, he was a nephew of Abraham, had to be a pretty good fellow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Lot was probably known within the city gates. He might have been even a politician. He might have been some kind of higher ranking official, but Lot was known in the city. Amen. God sent two angels there. God already knew. God already knew what was going to happen. But he put everything into motion. What does God allow each and every one of us to do? He gives us a choice. Right. We choose sin or we choose redemption. Whatever we choose, however we choose that, that's what we're going to live by. If we live by the sword, then friend, we're going to die by the sword. But when Lot was there and the two angels of the Lord was there, and they had to rush him inside of Lot's house, the word said, and hide him. Shut the door quickly. Because all of these men wanted to know them. And we all know what that means. Wanted to know them. Angels of God. Imagine that. Angels Amen. of God. They didn't bar none, friend. That's right. 
They didn't care who they were. It's just two men that come out into town they hadn't seen before and they wanted to know them. Well, I'd like to. I told my wife last night, I said, as a daddy, we have three daughters and a son. I said, as a daddy, I'm going to be honest about mine. Lots went to the door and said, look, I have two virgin daughters and I'll give them to y'all and you can do with it what pleases you. But leave these men alone. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand because I sat there last night, brother, thinking, my goodness. Just like Abraham went to slew his only son. Well, he had two sons. They are the story. I don't, brother, I'm going to tell you, I ain't, I ain't to that place that I can offer my two, three daughters out to, to ravages bullies that's going to ravage my daughters and do my daughters harm. I, can't, I couldn't do that. But Lot had enough love in him. He done what the word said, brother. He had enough love in his heart to do what was right. God says, told the angels of God, said, tell them if you can just find me ten just men, I'll save the city. Just ten. Out of all of those people. Yeah. Just ten. Remember, there was eight in the first. Mm -hmm. Eight people. He said, only a few shall find the way. Only a few. He says, give me ten men. And he goes on down the line. He couldn't even get those. Couldn't even get two just men. God always makes an escape for his people. He made a way of escape for Lot and his family. The angel of the Lord was going to lead him on. The angel of the Lord came to do a work to get to get Lot and his family out. Because they knew the purpose of what God was going to do. They knew that God was going to remove them out of those two wicked cities. He goes back and the story is on the end. We're going to go somewhere else with this. But we know the story when they was fleeing the city. He told them not to look back. I wonder why God told the family, don't look back. What do you think is reasonable for us? I tell you what I read, and I read it again, brother. This is this is Doug's interpretation. You read it, get your own. When God saves us from sin, so it's just using old drunk. I used to drink, I ain't proud of it. But just just using old drunk. When that drunk comes down to an altar of prayer and he gives his life to God, God don't want his God. Right here back, he's forgiven. Amen. God don't remember the old drunk. He just remembers the man he saved. Amen. Then if we go back out and start that same walk again, then all that's being recorded again. But everything from here back to the day when you went and prayed, no matter what you've done, ain't that amazing? Amen. Anything that you've done except blaspheme against his Holy Ghost, Amen. anything, he said he would forgive you. Amen. But I'm going to tell you one thing now. You go out and kill up a bunch of folks, you think, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul. No. Praying for no. There's consequences to sin. Even after forgiveness, there's consequences to our sin. Don't think we're all just scot-free. Well, God's forgiven me. I ain't got to go to prison for killing those five people. But I have seen people that's committed murder, and I don't know what the circumstances was. And y'all probably know people personally that out through the way God's kind of Lessen the sentence, if you will. Made it easier. But there's still consequences to sin. When he made a way of escape, he said, do not look back. When they were going up out of the city, it says that Lot's wife turned and looked, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. It might have been, this is my interpretation. I read it, and I read it again. It might have been that she looked back to that city because she was involved in that city. 
And she looked back to that sin that God was letting them escape, giving them the freedom to move and go, start their lives anew. Because that's old news. That's in the past. Friends, the sins in your life is in your past. What we do today forward is what's going to be recorded from hereafter and what we'll give an account for. But I'll tell you one thing today. The Lord changed my life and let me see things a lot different, a lot clearer. Am I perfect? No, sir, I'm not. I have to pray and kill this flesh daily. And the only way we're going to make it, we cannot be caught up in this world like we are now because if we got our minds on this world and the things of it, because he said, come ye out from among the world and be ye separate. Amen. If we come out from among this world and separate, we got the things on our mind of God. We ain't got time for the worldly things. Why would a saint of God want to go back and dibble-dabble in the nasty water? God told me the other day, use God's name in vain. And the first instinct, brother, the first instinct, you come off the, you come off the loader, load my truck. Took off his mask, the first thing out of his mouth, he cursed the Lord. Man, the first instinct out of my mouth, I threw my hands up, out in front of the parking lot. I didn't care who was that. Amen. I didn't care, brother. They can dismiss me from my job. God gave me that one. God will give me another one. Amen. That's the kind of faith we got to have, brother. Amen. We can't be scared of what the world is going to do to us. Amen. He says to fear the one that can destroy the soul. They can take your life from you. They can take your job. But guess what? God's going to give you another. But if we don't stand for him, he stood for us all along. He even thought that his father had forsook him. He even cried out to him. God didn't ever leave him. And God will never leave us. But if we don't trust that and live that, brother, ain't going to do us no good. Why don't we go? My wife all ago, she had surgery on her hand. She said, if you go to water, would you give me a sip? I need to take something because my hand is killing me. She had surgery. Probably the rain. If she didn't believe in her heart that that little tablet was going to take that pain away and give her ease, she wouldn't have took it. It's faith in everything we do. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. I think that's in Romans. It's impossible. I think that's right. No, I'm thinking the wrong verse. Romans is where God has no respect of persons. That's in Romans. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm still learning, brother. But I guarantee you one thing. With his help and his guidance, I'm going to push every day of my life to be as close to him and his likeness as I can be. Because if we do that, we can't sin. Amen. So, whoa, 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 we can't sin. If you got your mind on God, brother, how can you sin? That's right. If you got your mind, but we got to eat him, we got to live it, we got to breathe it every day of our life. I've been called a holy rover. I've been called one of those people a, a religious fanatic. No, you call me a Jesus fanatic if you want to, but don't call me no religious fanatic. Religion is of this world. I'm a Jesus fanatic. I ain't ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll stand and proclaim his word as long as he gives me breath to do so. And if I die in battle, that's what it says in the song hymnal book, we get up and sing it, it kills me when people say, Oh, how I love Jesus. Us. Then we sang 279. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. How are we going to do that? We got to die, friend. We got to die or go into rapture. Now, which one are we lying about? I'm just going to be frank with you. Which one are we lying about? Do we really want to see him? 
when we run scared of the things of this world, he tells us in Psalms not to fear nothing. Amen. Not to fear anything, but fear overtakes us. Amen. How can we do what his word said that we could do with fear in our heart? Amen. Jesus had no fear. But Jesus was a human being, a fleshly man, just like you and I. When they, when they drove the nails, he felt that. When they pierced his side, he felt that. When they put the crowns on his head, he felt that. But he had enough of love for us to endure that to the end. That's the reason he says the one that one that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. We're not going to coast into heaven. If the devil's told you that and you kind of believe in that, well, I got everything under the blood. Everything's good. I think I'm going to go fishing today. They won't miss me. I've been there the last 20 Sundays in a row. This is the Lord's day. This is the Lord's day. Make up your mind if you want to live the Lord or you want to go fishing or whatever else you do. There's 24 hours and seven days. How we conduct it, and it's all recorded. God keeps good records. And we'll see those records again on Judgment Day. Well, I gave you this opportunity. I want you to go visit the city. I wanted you to go over to Linda's and pray for Linda that about pain that she's endured because you felt good. You felt good enough to go fishing. I'm not picking on fishermen. I ain't fishing a long time, but I love eating it. I'm glad some people go fishing. I hope they don't do it on Sunday. But if we don't reference the Lord on His holy day, and if we don't reference His house when we come through, we should come through the doors. What He says to Come through the doors, brother, with a song on our heart. No wonder we're not seeing because we're the used tos. We used to see God. We don't see Him do it now. Has God lost His touch? Has God got out of business? I've read that. We're out of business. We're out of touch because we don't believe it. We don't want it like we want it. When I want to eat her cooking, I go to the table, friend, because I know where it's at. When I want to eat off his table, I know where to go. I know where to go. I'm going to tell you, the word will slice you and it will dice you if you're in that position. And if you bow up against a man of God that tries to tell you what thus saith the word of God, that's on you, friend. That's not on me. You can hate my guts. This precious pastor y'all have, and I say precious because I've, I've heard the man preach. I've heard it more than I have. The man preaches the truth. If you'll listen as God uses him, I'm not building up the man. I'm building up the man in the man. God's got to have a vessel to dwell in. Man told me the other day when he come off that, he used the Lord's name in vain. The first thing I said, I said, man, don't you ever cuss my God in front of me. I mean what I said, don't you ever do that. We've got to defend it. If somebody curses my wife, if I don't defend her, I'm not much of a husband. How much greater God Almighty and my wife from her right. to me. Amen. Me to her. Right. Works both ways. Right. We got to defend him. Right. They didn't defend him. Bless him Lord. They did not defend him. Right. And even one of his most crucial beloved Amen. saints, Amen. one of his chosen disciples, said, I'll never, I'll, I'll go anywhere you go, God. I'll go with you. Right. I love you. What did Jesus do? He turned and looked at me and rebuked him. Yep. Told him to get me behind me, Satan. And that was a child of God, brother. That was a child of God. He's seen all these miracles. But when fear cometh, hey, what did he say? When fear cometh, desolation comes, I will laugh at your calamity. Friend, I'll tell you, the other night, Thursday night, when that storm winks tonight, whatever it was, come through. There's a lot of people praying. God, please protect me. 
five people I understand lost their life in Ohio. If they were saved, that was just like God used that vehicle to escort them right on out. That's right. If a child of God is afraid of dying, you, you need you, you need, need to pray, pray more. Amen. You gotta pray more. That's right. Because friend, we have not seen the wrath of God on this nation. That's right. He opened up the earth at the foot of Mount Sinai when Moses came down. I know y'all think he's not forgot that. No, God brings it out when he needs it. He opened up the earth and he swallowed them whole. I said the other day, I said, I said, Brother Scott, I said, God, you got no respect of persons. You can do to whomever, whenever you want to. Because you're God. Who's to say? I don't know. Who's to say that in 2021, the popular CNN, which I don't watch, I don't watch no, I watch news break. I listen to it. I don't even watch it. I listen to it on my phone. Because you don't know what to believe anymore. But there's so many people say, well, I got to do this because the CDC said I had to. Well, I got to do that. Well, praise God. Let's read the Word of God. Let's do what the Word of God said. Let's trust Him for the healing of this woman. The healing of the sinners in this house in abroad this nation. We got to trust Him. And if we don't trust Him, we don't love Him. You're spitting out words and the devil says, Saying he's lost his mind, he's a little sin out. He's up there making on a show. Would you listen to that too if you want to, friend? I hate him, the devil Amen. I'm talking about. That yeah. slew foot right. that lied to me all of my days. And I found truth in my master. Amen. That enemy is our enemy for That's a reason. Right. Yes, he hates us because we love the Lord. Right. He first right. hated him. Right. So he, the Lord said he's gonna hate you. He's gonna hate me. We're doing what's right. We gotta do what's right, friends. Sometimes doing what's right is not easy. Right. You gotta press on through that. Amen. You gotta press on through that, brother, to reach it. You know, getting water in a well, brother, there's a lot of labor that goes into that. Amen. Back in the day when they got to picking shovels, I've done some of that too. There's a lot of picking, a lot of shovel. And you're praying, God, let there be water. That's a lot, that's a lot of digging. There's labor. But every time you go through something, labor. We labor all week at work. Thank God it's Friday. There's that paycheck. It may not be as big as we want, but it is a paycheck. Grant, I'm looking for that ultimate paycheck. <laughs> I'm fixing the clothes. I don't preach on the time. I don't even wear a watch. I don't care what time it is. I told you if you need to go, God knows. You do what you need to do. I'm not going to think of less of There's a, as a brother said, we, we got a suggested start time. I like that. We got to have a plan of action to start with. But once we get that in motion, we got to step back and say, God, here it is. That's right. And if you got the key to the service, it's very important that you participate because every one of us could suffer. Our feelings get hurt so much. Well, he offended me. He said something about me that I didn't like. I'm offended. You think Jesus got offended? He got spit upon, brother. He got cursed. They made mockery of him, took his garment, ripped it. Cast those, cast those dice for it. Make a mockery of the king of kings. We have never faced. If you've got skin that thin, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Somebody says something to you, especially your family. But if a friend says something against a friend, it hurts bad, brother. It'll get down deep. And if you're not careful, it'll take a little root. And then it'll start growing like cancer. And that's exactly what it is. But it's going to take Jesus to cross over. 
that straight and narrow way when he told John, he let John the Revelator take a, take a look at heaven. Told him to record it. Just like this. But hell is enlarging her stuff every day. The Lord is telling us, friend, exactly what's going to happen if we just listen to it. But what we got to do today to prevent the wrath of God. See, if the wrath of God falls upon this nation, if you don't repent, I can promise you, the United States will fall. We'll be peasants in a land where you'll ask permission for crumbs off the table. You won't go to a work and earn and say, I've been here 25 years. I think I deserve a dollar and a half raise. They'll pay you nickels and dimes and you'll slave. Slave. There's a difference. He said, well, do it. You'll slave in their wet shops. Don't say you won't do it. Because if you don't, guess what's going to happen? You're a troublemaker. Put him on the wall. Pow! You're dead. So you're coming up with all this stuff in your mind. Friend, if you don't read the Word of God, you, you get the Word of God and read like I did. There's perilous times that's going to come. We're going to have to be rooted and standing on the rock. This woman's got faith. You know why? Because she drags that leg around and uses those crutches. And that's just one instance. That's just one instance of pain. A lot of us feel pain in different kind of ways. Some of it's mental. Sometimes we go through depressions. She's been through that. I talked to this woman. My wife knows who I talk to. I pray with this woman because when she calls her, I call her and check on her. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen. And if your mind and your heart's in the right place, friend, there ain't nothing between me and her. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Yeah. We got we to gotta reach out to our brothers and our sisters. We got to offer the love of Jesus Amen. to them. And if we don't do that, friend, we're going to stand in front of him in judgment. Amen. God's not going to just pave the way for us. Why would God pave the way for us when he allowed his son to come when he didn't have to? Came out of glory, had everything at his fingertips to walk this walk in front of us, brother. He got it because he loved us. And Jesus loved his father enough to go through it. I don't know. I couldn't name him. I don't know. I couldn't have done what he done. That's the reason he's Jesus, and I tell the good news about him. And I don't even do a great job at that, brother. I just get up and speak my heart, brother. I don't profess to be no great preacher. That ain't my desire, brother. You know what my desire is? One word. Obedient. If I'm riding down the road, God says, I want you to stop at that yellow house. Go up to the porch and tell the people that I love you. If I love Jesus, you think the devil's going to take you to stop at a house no, and tell them about the love of Jesus? No, You're going to say, well, was that God talking to me? Was that the devil? Think about what was told to you. That's how simple it is. Go up, stop at that house, and I guarantee you, that person, something sticks to happen in that right. person's life. Brother, they need to hear those words. Right. How many times have people died during this, I can't stand saying this word, pandemic? You can get mad at me if you want to. I don't care. I don't care. We've lost people at our church. Good men. Excuse me. Thank one good man. We've lost three fine gentlemen at our church. They died. They come down this COVID and they died from it. Yes. We gotta we gotta show a sense of respect for it. We gotta acknowledge that it that it exists. The flu exists. It takes people by the thousands. But when you got to put numbers up on a board and lie about how many people died from that, that tells me that you're a liar and from the pits of hell. And if I die of COVID, so be it. If I die of a heart attack, so be it. People, we're going to die. Why in the world is a Christian scared to die? Because we can sing that song, 
Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. When I walked through that door when I got here, I couldn't even hardly carry on a tune at all, much less singing in the choir. God moved that stuff out of the way where I could speak. Amen. Amen. My wife will tell you that, that, that whatever that stuff is, that pollen stuff, yeah. is big. But God knew I had to speak this morning, yes, brother. Amen. But I told him, I said, I'll speak it if I have to whisper it. Amen. I can whisper it too. Amen. You know what? If we whisper, I love you, Jesus. And there's all kinds of sounds around us. The ears of God has heard his people. He hears us when we cry. When that devil tells you that he don't love you, he has forsook you and left you, you look at that devil, if you have to look in the mirror and say, devil, you are a liar. Amen. You're a liar, devil. Amen. You got to put the devil in his place. Amen. Show authority over it. Amen. Amen. But it's 2020. That's, that's not proper. I'm not a proper person. I don't even say my words. Right. I say far instead of fire. I say I need to change the tar. Instead of the tire. I'm not a proper person. Ain't nothing wrong with being proper. I'm not making fun. Only with this note. I'm going to leave you with this. If you ain't heard nothing else. Brothers and sisters. That the Lord has sent today. If you ain't heard nothing else. Don't you hear this one thing. If we don't have a burning desire to live for God every day of our life. Come thick. Come thin. Come hard. Come easy. Every day of our life. I repent every day. Because if I overlook something, I want to make sure that little spot or that little blemish that you talked about, I was paying attention to the sermon, brother. That little spot or that little blemish that can keep me out of heaven. We can't go to heaven with sin in our life. If you read in the Word of God, it talks about the balance. When we pray, you say, well, I wonder if I was driving down the road and something just happened. Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm just going to tell you. I want to tell you how I feel. My wife will back this up. Brother, I used to cuss. But the cussing don't come out of my mouth. You go show me a well, and you draw some water out of that well, brother. You get that ladle out, and you dip it in that bucket, and you can see it right there. There it is. There's the sweet side, and there's the, the bitter. Don't happen like that, brother. Whatever's in the well, it's going to come out of the bucket. That's old timey talk, this truth. I learned a lot from my old timey daddy. Amen. The third grade education that man had, but that man was one smart, one smart man. Amen. One smart man. Brother, there is nothing. You put gas and water together, try to run it in your car. He said, you did run well, but what hindered? You know what hindered? The sin that we allowed to come in. Amen. We have a right to close the door and say, you're not welcome here, devil. Right. That's what we're supposed Amen. to do. And if we do that day in and day out in our lives, you'll find out that your life will begin to blossom. God wants us to prosper, Amen. but he wants our soul to prosper first. Amen. If our soul gets behind the goods, Jesus gets put on the back burner. Yeah. Right. Look what I've done. Look what empire I have built. Right. That's what man does. Yep. God made everything perfect, and here comes man. Right in behind it. Makes it imperfect. God don't need advisors. He needs servants. Willing, obedient servants. I know there's a need in this house today. And she's sitting right here. We got plenty of time. And God's got plenty of blessings. And God's got plenty of healing. Now I'm going to ask us something. Do we have time? Do we have faith enough to reach God today? And to touch every need in this house? Amen.
There's more than just this one in here. I promise you that. You think God sends a man to preach, brother, and he don't know where the message goes? Come on. No, sir. There's two of you right now. I can come put my hand on I could. But that's not my place. You come ask me out of church, I'll tell you. God don't have an idiot to get behind the pulpit. He knows where the message goes. Where it touches. The other night, when he preached, I kind of bent my head down and I said, God, I can't amen that. Because I found myself in want. If you can't be completely honest with yourself right now, and you believe that lie, that lie is going to take you to a pit of hell all eternity. We've got it right here. What's so big in our life that we can't dismiss? What's so big? What sin in our life has got us bound so much that we can't do that? That pride, brother. That pride will eat you alive. I'm not telling him first. I'm sorry. He's the one that done it to me, or she's the one that done it. I'm not going to do it. Well, guess what? That situation will never, ever get finalized. It'll never get resolved. That's right. Never. Because it takes two. It takes the one giving and the one receiving. Today, if you've got a need in this house, not because we're here, it's because he's here. He's here every time we come and every time you come. But you know what? He's with us when we're home all alone. Yes, sir. And that devil says nobody loves you. Bless you Lord. Phone ain't rang all day. Nobody, nobody loves you. He's a liar, brother. He's a liar. He puts us out there to test us to see how much we'll stand, how much we can endure. What do, I, what do we prune trees for? So we're bear more fruit, brother. I like getting pruned, brother. It hurts. Yeah. I, like, I like to get pruned. Amen. My tree can blossom. If you got a need in this house and you believe without doubting, and you believe what the Word of God says about healing, if you believe that with all of your heart and doubt not, I want you to come right here. We're going to pray.